Life Audio. Are you tired of the communication problems in your relationship? Don't you wish there was some sort of a cheat sheet that could help you to learn how to de-escalate arguments quickly? Well, friend, I have just the resource for you. I've created a resource called Heart to Heart Conversation Starters for Couples in Conflict. This is not only going to help you to de-escalate those arguments, but it's also going to help you learn how to stop pointing fingers and find common ground. Get your free guide today at danashay.com forward slash conversation starters. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash conversation starters. Be on your way today to better communication in your relationship. Hey, hey, friends, it's Dana Shea and welcome to Real Relationship Talk. You all, I am really excited about having this conversation with y'all today because I think that as I coach and as I listen to you and as I read kind of what's happening out there in relationships and even in my own marriage, there is one topic that comes up quite often when we are talking about conflict, when we are talking about communication. And this is true for men and for women. And this topic is about how do I actually express myself? How do I express my feelings to my spouse or my partner without starting a misunderstanding or without making it worse or starting a fight or fill in the blank, however you would actually describe that particular sentiment. I have actually felt this in my own marriage. How do I actually tell Sean how I'm feeling without making the problem worse? How do I actually tell him how I feel without him feeling attacked or judged or us now starting a whole nother conflict based on the one that we're already having? So I don't know if you've ever felt this way. I'm sure that you probably have. And maybe it's not a romantic relationship for you. It could be a work relationship or it could be a relationship that you're having with your child that you really need to tell your child or your parent even how you're feeling, but you don't really know how to do that without starting something or without causing a misunderstanding. So I think that what we're going to hear today is going to be really, really important, and it's going to help you. You guys, this is why I do this podcast. I don't want to just show up every week and just give you some good knowledge, and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. But I really want you to begin to practice these tips in your relationships so that you can see improvement, so that you are not going into these conversations on edge or full of anxiety or fear about what's going to happen. But now you actually have a blueprint. You actually know how to show up in conversations with more confidence and more clarity. So I want to just discuss a few things. This is not going to be a long episode at all. Um, (laughs) I say that now until I get going. We'll see. How about that? We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So the first thing that I want to tell y'all is that, first of all, and I've said this before, that conflict is normal. In a normal relationship, conflict is normal. Now, what I did not say is throwing people down the stairs and slashing tires and yelling and screaming and all of that. That ain't normal. But having conflict in your relationship, having a disagreement with the person that you're in relationship with, that's normal. You are two different people with strengths, weaknesses, opinions, different ideas. So conflict is inevitable. So it's time that we we stop being afraid of it, that we stop trying to avoid it. It's going to happen. Now, if you have been in a relationship with someone, you also have likely gotten your feelings hurt. You have likely been misunderstood. There is something that that person said or did, or maybe something that you said or did that caused some sort of conflict, that caused some sort of problem, that caused an issue. And what happens a lot of times, you all, is because we have not been properly trained on how to actually have productive conversations in conflict, 
Most of us either shy away from conflict, we diminish the conflict, or we just full out go full steam ahead into it and we don't really know like how to get out of it. Sean and I actually did an episode, this was, oh my goodness, probably two years ago about how to end an argument. (laughs) Because have you ever been there? Have you ever been like in an argument and you're like, well, I think this. And the other person's like, well, I think this. And then you're just standing there like, okay, now what? Now what do we do? Like you don't know how to get out of the argument. So I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes. But just understand that as you produce um, more confidence, I think, in yourself and as you actually develop more awareness of how you actually are feeling in the moment, that is going to give you the confidence to show up and to be able to talk about that with the person that you're in relationship with. So the first thing that I want to tell you is really important that we just start here on the foundational level and understand you have the both the right and the responsibility to tell your partner how you feel. Hey, everybody, it's Dana Shea breaking into the episode real quick to remind you that I have released a brand new online course called From Conflict to Connection, How to Communicate Without Fighting. Whether you're married, whether you're in a romantic relationship, maybe you have coworkers or neighbors or anybody in your life that you need to connect deeper with and you're tired of all the conflict, this course is going to walk you through step by step how to build deeper connections in spite of conflict. I believe, my friends, that conflict can actually be our teacher. We're going to look at things like the root of conflict, the heart of the matter. We're going to learn how to be better listeners and your relationships are going to be all the better for it. You need this course. So be sure to head over to danashay.com forward slash connection course and learn all about it. Again, that's danashay.com forward slash connection course. There's many bonuses that I have over there for you. So be sure again, head over to danashay.com forward slash connection course. I can't wait to see you all in the course. Now back to our show. You have the right and the responsibility. What what I mean by that is you are autonomous. No one is forcing you into this relationship. You don't have to be in this relationship. Even those of you who are married, Yes, you, you, you stood before probably a priest or a pastor or the justice of the peace or somebody who married you and you committed, you entered into a covenant, but marriage is not bondage. I, I promise you it's not. And I know some of you are like, mm, I don't know about that, Dana. I promise you it's not. Marriage is not bondage. You are not being forced into this. So because you're not being forced into this, you have a right. You have a right to say, this is how I feel about that. This is what I think about that. This is how your comment made me feel. You have a right, but not only do you have a right to say that, but you also have the responsibility to say it. Because what happens is when you don't share how you're feeling, now you leave it up to the person that you're in relationship with to guess, to fill in the gaps, to decode to try to read your face and try to look at all the behaviors and all the things, the passive aggressiveness that you're spitting out and they have to try to make up some story. And that's just too much work. Like that's just not fair, okay? So not only should you tell how you're feeling, but you need to tell how you're feeling because how else are they going to know? And can we just stop saying, well, they should know. Y'all, I've been married for 24 years. I've known my husband since he was eight years old, okay? I should be able to know everything about him at this point, but I don't. I need him to give me some clues. I need him to tell me why he feels that way, 
or what he's feeling about what I said. I can't just assume. So remember that, that you have the right and the responsibility to share your feelings. So if you're in a relationship with somebody and they make you feel bad about sharing your feelings, well, that's a problem. And you need to tell them, hey, I actually have the right to speak up. I have the right to tell you what I'm feeling. This isn't just, you know, the you show, okay? I like, I'm a partner in this relationship with you. And so if you're making me feel some kind of way, then I have the right and the responsibility to tell you that. So the second thing that I want to tell you is this. Your feelings are, how do I say this gently? Your feelings aren't factual, okay? Your feelings are not factual. What I mean by that is, yes, your feelings are important. Yes, they're valid. I'm not invalidating how you feel. But understand that your feelings only tell half the story. And your feelings are biased to you. Your feelings are like the best friend that you have always needed and wanted. Your feelings are going to show up for you. They're not really concerned with other people. So when you're feeling rejected... That doesn't necessarily mean that you were rejected. Hear me, okay? I'm not saying that you're making this up, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel that way, but you just need to understand that your feelings only tell half the story. There are so many times in my own marriage where I may have felt something, but that was not what Sean intended to do, nor is it really what happened. So the other day, prime example, Sean and I, we always greet each other when we approach, like, like if I'm home and he comes in the house, right, he's going to greet me all the time. We don't just like come in the house and like one person goes upstairs and the other person goes and starts watching TV or something like that. If one person is in the house and the other person enters, we always greet each other with a kiss. All right. And then when we leave the house, same thing. So if I'm upstairs, he will literally come find me and say, hey, I'm about to run out. Or he'll call me sometimes, like if I'm in the bathroom or whatever, he'll call me and be like, hey, I'm about to leave. And those are rare because usually even if one of us is in the bathroom, we'll wait until the other person gets out so that we can like give each other a kiss. And I love that about our relationship. And it's really important, y'all, just kind of as an aside that you do that because listen, life is short. And you never know what's going to happen. We take life for granted so much. And we're just like, oh, I'm just going to run to the store. We don't say bye. We just disappear. And then my goodness, God forbid something happens. The last thing that you said to that person was what? So we have this, this um, it's not even a tradition. I don't know. I guess it's a value of what we do, how we greet each other, and then how we leave. So the other day, Sean left, and I did not get greeted goodbye or I didn't he didn't say goodbye to me he didn't kiss me he didn't say goodbye and I'm feeling right I'm in my feels as they say and I'm like no this man didn't leave the house without kissing me goodbye and then what do I start doing I start thinking did I say something wrong did I do something did you did, am I coming across like what what like you know I'm, I'm now I'm starting to try to figure this thing out And I'm starting to add all this imagery and all of this stuff is happening in my mind that is absolutely unnecessary because where was Sean? He was in the driveway. (laughs) Now he left the house and I heard the alarm like, you know, whatever, garage door or whatever. So like I heard him leave and I thought, this is the thing, I thought I heard his truck leaving, but he didn't leave. He was in the driveway, but he was like in the driveway doing something and he was outside for a while. So I assumed And isn't that what we do? We make assumptions. And half the times our assumptions are not accurate. So then we attach feelings to those assumptions. 
And then we come up with this whole story and now we're in full out conflict with somebody. They don't even know it. Like he had no idea as he's outside that I'm having a whole meltdown in the kitchen because, oh my gosh, he left without saying goodbye to me. And so I just want to tell you today that your feelings are not factual. So trust them, trust them, but don't give them 100% full authority and credibility in your life. Okay, friends, we're going to take a quick break. I have some things that I want to share with you, some tools that I I think are going to help you. So we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, we are back, you guys. So we've been talking about how to express your feelings without causing a misunderstanding. And I hope that the last point that I said makes sense to you guys. The feelings that you feel are valid, but they don't tell the full story, okay? The third thing that I want to share with you is when you're expressing your feelings, you need to ask yourself, why do you want that person to know? This is all about being self-aware. This is doing the work before the conversation, There's a lot of work that we have to do prior to having these conversations, especially conversations that could create conflict or conversations where we're in conflict. We have to do some work on the front end. One of the things that we have to do is why am I having this conversation? What is the outcome that I want to happen? This is how I coach my couples. Okay, so you had a conversation about your husband leaving his clothes all over the floor and you're talking about how that makes you feel and, you know, how your dad used to do that and how your mom was so disrespected. What is the outcome that you want? Now, you would think that that would make sense. Like the wife actually wants her husband to pick up after himself, right? But I don't assume anything. Neither should you. But we have to ask ourselves, what do I actually want to happen? Do you know how many people are so unclear? Do you know how many people stare at me blankly when I ask them that? Like, what is the outcome? What would you like to see happen? They're like, outcome? What do I want to see happen? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I I guess I, I want him to like, I don't know, like not be so messy. Okay, well, that's important because guess what? If he says, okay, fine, I'll stop being so messy, well, then you don't need to keep on talking for 20 more minutes about how disrespected you feel because you got the outcome. So you need to understand what do you want to happen? Why are you having this conversation in the first place? And then what do you want to happen? So this is going to help you to frame the conversation in such a way that you don't have to spend an hour on each conversation. Y'all, this is why a lot of times our spouses and partners and friends and folks don't want to have conversations with us because it's just too dang on long. 
<laughs> it's just too long. Like, can we have a conversation? And I'm speaking to myself, y'all, because I can be long-winded, okay? But can we have conversations that do not take four days to complete? And can we, my goodness, have a favorable outcome at some point? So again, another example of this for me and my personal marriage, our light bill or light bill, our electric bill or gas bill. My God, get it together, Dana. Our gas bill one month, you guys, was over $600. Now we live in a fairly large house, but still $600 is ridiculousness. Okay. Now the problem with that is I am always cold. My friends know me. I always have, right now I have a cardigan and a sweater, a blanket and my heater. Okay. (laughs) I probably have low iron. I know for all of you doctors, like, my goodness, please get your iron levels checked. I will. But the problem is I'm always cold, always cold. So I use our gas fireplace religiously. And so Sean is like, Dana, I'm sorry that we cannot. The gas bill was over $600. We cannot be running that gas fireplace all day. And so I started getting in my feelings like, well, you're always hot. That's easy for you. You don't have to sit around with blankets and sweatshirts and heaters and things like that because you're always cold. So I'm thinking, you know what? He just doesn't care about me. He just doesn't care. He doesn't care that I'm going to get arthritis in my bones because I'm sitting in this cold house. He's got the air conditioner on in December. He just does not care. I don't even know why I married him. Like literally you guys like that. This is what we do. We go on these crazy rabbit trails, right? And so I said, okay, I need to let Sean know how I feel. I get it that the gas bill is high, but what am I supposed to do here? Like, what am I supposed to do? He's like, wear socks. I got on socks, brother. Wear sweatpants. I got on a sweatsuit. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? So obviously compromise is needed, right? But I need to be able to go to him and not feel like I need to change him. Because this is the problem, you guys. A lot of times when we say, oh, I just need to tell my partner, my spouse, whoever, my friend, I need to tell them how I feel. What we're really meaning is I need to tell them how they need to change to accommodate me. That's what we really mean. Now, we won't say it. But if you think about it, that's what you really want, right? When I asked you earlier, what's the, what's the outcome that you're looking for? The outcome is going to be in your favor <laughs> because that's how we're wired. So I need Sean to just like be okay with me running the fireplace, even though I know that it's crazy, ridiculously expensive. So I had a choice. I can let him know how I feel, but then I need to ask myself, what do I actually want to happen out of that conversation? Because if my outcome, listen to me carefully here, if my outcome is one dimensional, which is I want him to be okay with me running the gas fireplace, when he says, I don't want to run it, what do we have? We have a misunderstanding. We have an unresolved conflict. How do we move from that? Because we're both disagreed here. So the outcome can't be one dimensional. It can't just be, I want to get my way. I want to do what I want to do. The outcome has to be something that is favorable to both of us. So again, when I'm coaching my clients, I'm always trying to get them to see how can you both win? It's not about you giving up something. It's not about you losing. It's about how can y'all come to an agreement where you both win? So what is the favorable outcome for both of you? This is going to help you when you're framing this conversation around your feelings to be able to say, okay, this is how I'm feeling. This is the preferred outcome. Might not necessarily be what I want, but this is something that's going to work for both of us. 
Okay, spend some time thinking about that and really practice that in your conversations before you actually bring that up to your your spouse or your partner. Okay, the fourth and final thing that I want to share with you all today is how you start the conversation matters. Oh, it matters so much how you start these conversations. When we're starting conversations from a place of accusation, then we are starting the conversation with our partner on the defense. So if I were to go up to Sean and say, you know what, I need to talk to you about something because this this gas thing is just, we, we're going to have to figure this out. What do you think he's going to respond like? He's going to be defensive. So what I need to do is I need to download the conversation starters from danashay.com forward slash conversation starters. Yes, shameless plug, because on that PDF, you guys, I give you three really great conversation starters. This is how you start conversations so that you don't end up in conflict. Some of you are having conflict in your relationships because you lack the proper tools. So this is my job. I want to give you the proper tools so that you stop going in the crazy cycles of having these conversations. So one of the things that I might say in this conversation, specific to this example that I'm giving you guys, is, hey, Sean, can we talk about um, the, the, the temperature situation in our house? It's an open-ended question, right? I'm not saying we need to talk about this and you need to get it together and all the other wives don't have issues. I'm not doing any of that foolishness. I'm simply asking a question. Hey, can we talk about the temperature situation in our house? And then I'm going to come to him with my feelings. I'm not going to go into the theatrics, okay? Because I hopefully I have processed the theatrics in my mind and I know what is real from what is fallacy. It is not that my husband does not care about me and he wants me to get arthritis and die. That is not the truth. What is the truth? The truth is my husband is trying to save us money and does not want to give our gas company more money than what they deserve. That is his full motivation. Does he care about me? Yes, he does. He just is not necessarily making the connection between my need for warmth and this crazy astronomical gas bill. So now it is my desire to help him get there. Okay, so I'm going to have this conversation with him. Hey, can we talk about the, the temperature situation in our house? You know that I am always cold, Sean. I am always cold. I've always been this way. I'm probably never going to change. As a matter of fact, as the old, the older that I get, it's probably going to get worse. I appreciate the fact that you are trying to help us to save money. I appreciate the fact that you care so much about our family finances, that you're frugal in this regard. However, what can we do so that I am not bundled up and that I can enjoy an afternoon on the couch like everybody else without feeling so cold? Okay, now I'm exaggerating this a little bit, you guys, just because I want you to get what I'm trying to say here. I'm telling him how I feel. I feel cold. I feel like I can't enjoy the the couch with the rest of the family like everybody else because I'm always so cold. This is a problem for me. How can we work together so that I can enjoy the same liberties that you all enjoy? I'm asking questions. I'm telling him how I feel, and I'm inviting him into a participatory conversation where he actually can express his feelings too. See, I can't just come into the conversation just expressing my feelings and being like, well, I mean, I don't care how you feel. This is how I feel. That's not going to work. 
And you know that because you've tried that. So it's time for us to try a different way. It's time for us to say, you know what? I'm going to express my feelings and I'm also going to listen to my partner's feelings. And then together, we can actually both come up with a solution that does not result in a misunderstanding. So I want you all to try these. I'll go through these real quick and I want you to put them into practice, okay? So the first thing is remember that you have the right and responsibility to share how you feel. Number two, remember that your feelings are not factual. Number three, ask yourself, what do you want to happen as a result of this conversation? What's the outcome? And then number four, you need to know how to start these conversations in a way that will not put your partner on the defense. So if you have not already downloaded the conversation starters, head over to danashay.com forward slash conversation starters and get it. I know that it's going to help you. Again, it's just three. It's just three suggestions. Of course, there's hundreds of ways that you can start conversations when you're in conflict. But that particular PDF is going to help you so much. So thank you guys so much for being here on this podcast. You know, every single time that I get a DM or you all write a podcast review, that means so much to me. It lets me know that I'm in the zone and that I'm actually sharing knowledge with you that's actually helping you in your relationships today. So the show notes for this podcast can be found at realrelationshiptalk.com slash episode 199. And as we end every episode in saying a good relationship is not one that works. A good relationship is one where you put in the work. Let's get to work, my friends. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Wow, you stayed all the way to the end. You, my friend, are the real MVP. Thanks again for listening to Real Relationship Talk. The show notes can be found at realrelationshiptalk.com. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? If not, be sure to do that now. And may your relationships be uncomplicated as you build deeper connections. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.